Hey, it's the pod hacker. I'm back. So, Josh has a microphone now hidden on the desk where he's doing the interviews. I don't think he's going to ever find it, so I think we're safe for the next couple times. So this week, he's got someone named Cheryl Tan. Now, I did some research on her, too. She uh, runs a business called Tan Media and offers business owners um, group sessions on how to prepare, like get ready to deal with the media and put your stuff out there. Um, so this one should be really, really cool. So um, check it out. Podhacker out. Hey, Cheryl, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. How are you doing? Good. You got through security. Okay. Yeah, it was a little frightening. <laughs> Thank you for helicoptering <laughs> in. And I know you have like super busy schedules. So like I know you and I have like chatted like several other places, but I really wanted to have kind of a formal kind of like sit down because I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. Why we're having this conversation in, in a bunker is because I, I really kind of envision myself as the the Napoleon Hill of my day. <laughs> and I wanna I wanna talk with like the smartest minds in building authority and influence. And certainly like in my network of people that I know, um, you've got 20 years as a journalist. And I think it's really important for us to have this conversation. So uh, I've got a bunch of questions Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be scrolling notes. So don't mind me, but this is of course, you know, this is in support of the secret project that I had mentioned to you earlier, but I just want to let you know, you can share with me, all your secrets where nobody is listening. Absolutely no way are we being recorded right now. That's that's why we're having this conversation here. Well, I'm honored to be in your circle just sharing this information with you, Josh. Thank you. So first off, like bio-wise, and again, before this project gets released, like I'll have you review everything. So so you can review, yes, yes, that's absolutely, you know, how I want myself to be referred to. But like, give me just like a thumbnail sketch of like your bio. Okay. Um, I'm a storyteller. I'm a journalist. The only career I've ever known was as a reporter and... I worked in television news for decades, like more than, uh, I would probably at this point say more than 20 years or so, but I've worked in newsrooms. I've worked in, yeah, it's a long time. I've worked in newspapers. That's a lot of longevity in broadcast. Broadcast is, is. it's a tough game. Yeah. And it became, um, I mean, just on the personal side, it became a little difficult family wise. Um, I have three boys and it just became, um, Something while I loved it, I loved doing what I was doing. It just sort of stopped making sense family wise because the kids were getting mm-hmm. older. I worked a morning show. I worked a morning. So I worked on a morning show. And while that was great when the kids were young, we all went to bed together at 830. As they got older, it just it just stopped making sense. And I was not yeah. fully there, like mentally Physically, it was a mess. And and then I thought, I you know, there's something else I can do. There's something I can do to help other people taking the knowledge I've learned in TV, just in communications to help people. And, and that's what I did over the last few years. It's been a lot of fun. Hmm. What time were you waking up for, for morning TV? Uh, 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But you did morning TV for, I mean, you do it occasionally. And 
That to me is a little harder because when you do it once in a while, your body is really confused. So I got used to it, but um, it was almost harder on the weekends where you sort of, I had to stay up 24 hours like on a Friday. Otherwise I would never see my family. So it's, it's, it was, it's a great, it's a great job. So don't like, don't feel sorry for me. (laughs) But then I just sort of made a choice to, to do something different in order to, uh, create a little bit of harmony. And my family, they're a lot happier. <laughs> so I'm happy about that. Yeah. So when you were working with, like you'd bring guest experts in and and you would interview them, right? You did that a lot? Um, so in the beginning of my career, I did, I was on the street. So I did a lot of breaking news no and it kidding. wasn't, oh yeah, it wasn't so much experts. It was more, I was talking yeah. with people who sometimes didn't want to be talked to, who frankly didn't want to talk to me. And, and I learned a lot about compassion. I learned a lot about empathy. I learned a lot about pain. I did a lot of the stories that you see on the news that a lot of people don't enjoy seeing. And, Mm. and so I learned, um, I learned a lot more about people and it was eye opening and it was, it was, it was the best, um, it was the best education I got to be very honest, to learn more about people and learn about people you don't normally meet in daily life in some cases. And then later I was able to do more of the business news kinds of things. So later in your Mm -hmm. career, you know, just like it is in any business, you, you get a little bit of seniority, you get a little bit of longevity, and then you can sort of pitch the things that you want to do stories on. And so toward the end, I was able to do stories with business owners who earlier in my career I had never I had never met. So I was able to choose businesses to bring in, choose experts, and do stories where I said to the producers, hey, can we do a story on this? I think this would be interesting. So then I had a little bit more yeah. control over the stories I covered because I pitched them and, uh, and had that power, which was nice. Mm. You know, obviously, that's the majority of the questions that mm-hmm. I have um, is on that second sure. half. But I'm just curious, you know, when you work in TV news, obviously, you know, it's like if it bleeds, it leads. Mm-hmm. And if you're out doing kind of on the spot, you were probably probably having to show up to like shootings mm-hmm. and oh, some yeah. pretty bad stuff. Like, how did you protect yourself emotionally during that time? I, I, you know, I think. So that's a, such a good question. And I don't think I did a great job of that because I had kids at the time. And a lot of the stories that we did, or I remember doing at that time, affected being a parent. Like it affected uh, kids. It, I mean, I, I remember a story of a, of a young boy who was killed at the bus stop, the bus ran over him. And, you know, you. I was a mother at the time. And these stories, they don't leave you. And do you take that home? Yeah, of course. Like you take that home and you, you, you remember them. You remember their parents. You remember the, the stories of their strength in some cases. So, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it affected me greatly. And when you're in that situation, I mean, we're human. And so we, we feel for the people we talk with. We feel for the stories that we're telling. And that's part of, um, you know, that's part of, I think, why in some cases, when you, when you, when you talk with people, um, they may seem flippant about certain stories that are not flippant at all. It's because it's hard to feel that emotion day in and day out. 
And so I can only imagine for first responders how difficult it is for them. But also, when they see so much of it, you cannot take all of it home with you. You can't. Because then you have to, you know, I mean, I, I many days I would come home and my kids would be like, please get away from me. <laughs> You're hugging me too much. But I mean, you have like you have to. You just realize that there are some really tough things happening. And then you you're just thankful. You're just thankful you have what you have. And so poor kids, they got a lot of hugs on some days. <laughs> a lot of hugs. Yeah. 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 So now, you know, in in regards to you interviewing business experts and thought leaders and subject matter experts, obviously I'm sure your guests kind of ran the gamut in terms of like how easy they were to work with. But what I'd really love to kind of get from your perspective is what makes a really good guest? And when I say really good guest, I'll define that in that that's somebody that you want to invite back over and over and over again, as opposed to someone like, oh, man, please never have them come in again. So I've been a part of several startup shows um, back in 2008, 2009. Uh, remember the economy, right? <laughs> because the economy, a lot of things changed in news and in um, in news stations. And so we, as a result, uh, one of the shows that we that I started, uh, we were looking for experts. Like we were on the hunt for people to share their expertise on a regular basis. What exactly what you're talking about? And I'll tell you honestly what we did. I mean, we at that point had no experience in that. Like, remember, I was a news girl, so I did a lot of the news stories that I've been telling you about. But then we flipped a switch, and then we became producers of a lifestyle show, and we're looking for experts. Wow. And we don't know how to do that. So what we did is we went to Google. I'll be very transparent about what we did is we were looking for people who could help us engage our audience, bottom line. And so we put our heads together, the producer and I and the people on our team, and we were like, okay, well, what do we need for this show? We know our audience would be, um, you know, what, 35 to 25 to 45 women, possibly mothers. They're running around, but this is the time period we have. It was at the time it was a 7 a.m. show. So they're running around. We know what they're looking for. We think we know what they want. I'm a mom. You're a mom. This is what I'd want if I was at home at this time and had the opportunity to watch. And so we looked for experts who could help us. And so I would Google those experts, like the name of like the the type of expert, like let's say an organizing woman, or at the time coupons were huge. Actually, you know that for you know that for a fact. <laughs> so saving money was oh, yeah. huge. So we were looking for people who could do that in our area. And so I was very specific. I needed someone in my area, someone with that expertise. And then I looked at their websites. Like I needed to know that A, they knew what they were talking about and bonus points if they had video where I could see they had done it before. And yeah. Wow. And so we we went on some interviews. Like we looked at some people, we brought them in, we talked with them. We said, hey, um, this is what we're doing. Are you interested in being a part of this? And they said yes. And we that's how we got our starter team of experts in our community. That's how we did it. Like, give me some ideas. Like, so when you said that you would find their website, um, what would what would you say would be the elements of a good website that would make you say, oh, 
like this is someone we definitely want to bring in versus like eh, probably not ready for us. You know, it's funny. I think being someone now who is a business owner and who works with clients and and I like things to look a certain way, understand that that is not the first thing I'm looking for if I am on the side of a producer, like on the news side, on the content creation side for a news organization, I don't need a flashy website. Like I really don't need a flashy website. Mm. I just need clarity in what you do. Mm. I need to know what you do and I need to know what you know. So I know, um, you know, as a business owner, I, you know, I like my stuff to look a certain way. I like to focus on certain things regarding colors and branding. I want to make sure I look nice. But in reality, if I want to, and so I'm putting on my producer hat right now, if I'm looking to see whether you can help my audience, I don't, I mean, a, a nice brand is very nice to have, but I really just need to know that you are more than a talking head in that, you know, you just have a picture there. Like, I need to know that you're willing to, willing and able to share an expertise with me. So if you're a tax expert, for example, I need to know that you're not just a pretty face or, you know, handsome face or whatever. I just need to know that you know the tax laws and that you can share it in a way that my audience will understand. That's it. So Branding aside, like I'm sure it's a, it's great. Your website is easy to navigate. Great. But I more than anything need to know that you have the expertise and you can share it in a way that is understandable, especially when we're talking about taxes, right? <laughs> so let's talk about video. So you had mentioned that, that video is really critical for people to have on their website or linked, you know, to maybe they've got video um, in, you know, today they've mm -hmm. got video maybe on Facebook or on YouTube um, that you as a potential producer, journalist or mm -hmm. influencer within the media can see how important is that? And what is, would you consider a good video that's going to make you say, oh yeah, this is our person? So one of the women who we brought on as an expert for our lifestyle show, like she stayed on longer than I did, <laughs> you know? So we, wow. we, and the reason I chose her is I could see her personality in a video she posted. It was another news segment with another station that she had done, uh, I, I would say like a year before I saw that video. Um, there were other people we were looking at in my Google search. I found other experts, but they didn't have video and I didn't, so I couldn't see. I had, to, I couldn't, I could, I only could only guess and I didn't really feel like guessing. So what I tell people to do now is what I want when I'm looking for people to interview is I have people put it on one page. It's to make it easier for me as a producer. So if you have had media mentions before, if you do have video that you've done either on your own or through the media, like you have a link from a segment, I want to see it all on one page. Just make it easy for me, please, because I'm really busy. Like I'm super busy and I don't necessarily want to go hunting. I can if I need to, and I definitely can do my research on my own. But if we're talking about something like this, we're talking about a feature segment, I don't necessarily want to. So if I can see all of your features all in one place, if you've done an interview with somebody else, I'd love to see it because I'd love to see how you handle yourself, the kinds of questions you're asked and whether it's sort of in your, you know, in your wheelhouse, the the topic that I want to talk about and, and just make it easy for me if you can. One page like on your website. Mm hmm. 
yeah, what do you think in terms of like quality? Because I I think in our work with people, um, it's that fear that, oh, no, 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 I have to have the world's best webcam and audio before I can do something. Um, I don't think that's necessary, right? Like if they have like no. a decent video and you can see their personality and their expertise come through in a phone video that they posted to Facebook, I mean, that's good enough, right? It is because... My camera is excellent. <laughs> so the camera that we use at the station will make you look great. So I don't necessarily need to see your video in like super high quality because my stuff is better. And that's what I that's what I care about is if I'm going to bring you into the studio or we're going to bring you on a shoot, I'm covered. <laughs> I don't need your stuff to look great because I have it already. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you have great video, great. Like if you have a, a, you know, high, high quality camera equipment and lighting, great, great. That's great. But that's not necessary in order to be able to share your expertise. Just sort of need you to, to share it. So iPhone is fine. Lighting, I mean, you can do without expensive lights. I mean, just be aware of your lighting when yeah. you create a video, that's that's completely fine. And, you know, I would avoid shaky video just because I'm a little bit of a stickler like that. <laughs> like use a tripod, <laughs> you know, if you can or like hold it up on a book, um, steady yourself on a table like <laughs> you don't need to pay anything for that. But just sort of yeah. be aware of it. Yeah, no, no big deal. So I, I'd say the three things and correct me if I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. like don't do back, you know, where you're com incredibly backlit and. Oh, yeah. Oh, Cheryl, hang on. We got a security alert. Just one second. I'll be right back. Okay. Gotcha. I've got my guard dogs. Hang on a second. <laughs> I can hear. Checking the monitor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hang on. No, that's pretty serious stuff. Okay, no, we're good. We're good. False alarm. I think it was just like a squirrel or something like that. Yeah, I've got um <laughs> I've got dogs up above that that you that you saw. So um, yeah. Anyway, I'm so glad they protect you. Okay. Yeah, I'm so What's glad that? they protect you well. I'm glad they protect yeah, you well. Yeah, well, you know, this, this, you know, kind of, again, think and grow rich, think and grow uh, influential, think and grow and influence uh, slash authority. It's <laughs> going to be extremely powerful. It's going to change the world. And I cannot have this information out in people's hands just yet. It's really, really important that we release this in the, in the, in the best way. So, um, hey, um, so we were just talking about, um, so video. So like, I, I kind of see there's three things that that's really important. Um, I think your audio should be decent. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think people can withstand somewhat bad video, but if the audio is like, <laughs> you know, that there's no patience for that. Right. Um, and then I think the other one you'd mentioned shaky video. So try to find a way to keep it stabilized. Mm -hmm. And then I think the third one is like, it should be at least halfway decently lit. Like you don't want to yeah. be standing in front of a window. Right. So it's just like, you look like you're in the witness protection program, <laughs> <laughs> right? Is, is there anything else that like major, major stuff? Like you cannot violate these three things. I, you know, you can't, you really, I mean, if you have an iPhone, all of it's like auto, it's already automatically done for you. I mean, I remember I, sh I used to shoot my own video on the, with those 50 pound cameras and you'd actually have to white balance the camera. And if oh, you yeah. didn't do it, somebody comes out orange or blue. I've done all of that. 
And my mm. orange and blue video would sometimes make it on the air because we had no other choice, but they would mm. definitely not make it on the air if the audio is bad. Like if I forgot the microphone, which has happened right. to me too, which I get in trouble for, by the way. But uh, if there's if the audio is bad, it doesn't make air. If it's orange or blue, eh, sometimes, which was not all, yeah. it was not ideal either. So that being said, if you're you know if you're putting something together for for viewing maybe on your website or yeah. for a journalist, if it's something maybe that you're, you're, you're sending through email, just make sure that it looks, I mean, it just sort of passes the eye test. Like it looks good. It sounds good. And that you are proud of what you're putting together. That to me is, is the, the bar you should set for yourself for something like this. Yeah. So, but that said, like, I don't want anyone to be in paralysis because right. they feel like, Oh my gosh, I just, I need to buy a DSLR camera oh, no. and I need a thousand dollar lens. Like you don't need that stuff, right? No. Matter no. of fact, I was at, um, so I, I've spoken at social media marketing world twice. And the first time it was, oh gosh, what is her name with Beachbody? She's really, really, really popular. And she's really big on doing video. Oh, just Shalene? Like, Shalene Johnson? Yes. And so she's like, get yourself a ring light and yes. go to town. Yes, 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 yes. Or just sit by a window, like with the window to the side, like not behind you. Mm. Yeah, just sit by a window. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Love the window. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. So I, and again, I, I agree. I don't think video can be overstated because if, especially if you're looking at, so if our member, our guest, and we're looking at booking them on TV, mm -hmm. we're like, that's one of the first things we tell them to. It's like, look, if, if I'm trying to figure out if you're ready for prime time, yeah. you need to show me that, that you can do well on camera. You've got good energy. Like what else? Like from a personality, I say good energy. But <laughs> someone else might not understand what that means. Can yes. you define that? Absolutely. No, I absolutely. So when I talk with people, a lot of times they don't want to even pitch the media. They don't even want to send an email because they don't want to have the result that might happen, which is they might get a call. So I feel like this is so important. And part of that is they don't want to look bad. They don't want to sound bad. And they don't want to feel dumb. Right. So they don't want to like, let's say they succeed in getting the media, the media exposure, like that first call, but they don't want to actually follow through. And so this is hopefully going to help them feel better. But the camera, for whatever reason, people say that it adds 10 pounds, it, you know, okay. not I mean, it's different now in it, it used to be used to be that HD is HD. So <laughs> usually what you see is what you get. That's what I found. And the thing about um the camera is it sort of flattens everything out. So when you're talking, you have to be more animated than you would be if mm. we were, well, although we are sitting in conversation talking to each other, if it was just for an on-camera interview, you do, you need to pump it up. And over the years, I've had consultants, we've all had consultants come in and help you become better on camera. And that's part of it is you have to sort of speak with your eyes and and uh, enunciate and be conversational. But you also have to dial up the energy. And if you don't, then people will fall asleep. And if they fall asleep, they won't continue to watch. <laughs> so we want that to happen yeah. as someone on the, the newscaster side. We want them to keep watching or keep listening. 
And you, in order to make sure they don't fall asleep in the audience, you have to dial up the energy. And that has to be really something that you focus on. And for some people, it's harder than others. But for others, mm-hmm. it's just knowing just just the fact that you need to know that you will sound as if you're falling asleep unless you bring it up a notch or two. Cheryl, hang on one second. Okay. I have another, and I need a minute. I'll be okay. right back. I have another security alert. I, I got to check this out. This is really good stuff. Oh, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. Hey, I'm going to, let me, I'm going to, okay, this is the only thing that's absolutely positively recording. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. I'm going to set my recorder down and I'm going to record the answer while I'm multitasking. Pardon me. I know this is a little weird, but I know we only have a few. We don't have much more time left here. Let me push record. Okay, good. So what is media training and what do you, like, how does that usually work? Like if you pay, like we do media Mm -hmm. training, but like, I know it from my perspective, I would love your uh, perspective on what media training is and what things do you normally look for? And what are some of the big things that you coach for? I'm going to set the recorder. I got to run up, uh, up the, uh, the elevator real quick and uh, see what's going on up there. Cause the dogs are, I hear the dogs barking again and the alarm is going off. Just, okay, here we go. Ready? And I'll be back and uh, I'll be back in about three minutes while you, while you answer this. Okay. Okay. Great question, Josh. As we're talking about media training, media training is really just to me the opportunity to help someone feel more comfortable about sharing their message and their mission. That's basically it. I think media training to me, those two words seem kind of scary. But if someone wants to share what it is they do, share their expertise or uh, have their mission, have their company be seen in a more visible place, they have to get comfortable with what it is they do. They have to be comfortable in sharing what it is they do. So uh, when I help somebody through media training, we focus on their messaging, first and foremost, what it is you do, how you help, how you serve, and what problems do you solve? Because when we talk with a journalist, a journalist is not going to sell your product for you. I know, sorry, (laughs) they're just not. They are interested in sharing knowledge that will help his or her audience. So if you're talking with someone who is a reporter for the 5 p.m. news, for example, maybe more consumer focused, then you want to help his or her audience save money, save time, Uh, get the kids in a better place, for example, maybe through education, through uh, an after-school activity. And so we help with their messaging. And once we do that, once we isolate what it is they talk about, then we help them be able to articulate that. And so we do role-playing and we do interviews with them. So they're able to say what it is they're interested in saying in a way that they're comfortable with. So we focus on their messaging, then we focus on what they say and I do like video, so I do that through a recorded way. We record the interviews so that they can see what it is they look like on camera. Uh, It's what I call practice makes confident because uh, if the first time you're on camera is when you're on camera, boy, that's scary. Like I remember, I remember interviewing people where 
the first time, and this was live, like for a show, when the, I feel like the first time they've been on camera was with me on camera and they see the red light and they freeze and I just feel so bad. So it doesn't have to be like that. We do these interviews on camera and then you can see them and we critique them for you to then work on what it is you like and what you don't like. And then through that, you will feel so much better about your next on-camera experience. So to me, I mean, media training is simply knowing your message, feeling comfortable with saying it and then saying it a lot so that you're comfortable saying it with many more people so they then share your message with their audience. That's it. There is there's an unmarked white truck and I know it's not with you because your, co- your chopper's up there. I don't know if somebody's just trying to play tricks on me or something like that. They're not with me. But anyway, and I don't know if you heard that truck. It That's that truck. So I'm going to I'm going to, from now on, I'm probably just going to have to hire like some armed security as well, just to kind of watch the perimeter. But anyway, that's, that's what was going on. Just in case you were curious, like, Whoa, what happened? But I was wondering, um, for, for someone who's like, Oh gosh, I don't know that I've got a budget right now for media training. What are some things that they Mm -hmm. could do to kind of be a little bit more comfortable in front of the camera? Just keep doing it. So I'm working with some women, actually, who are interested in this, and they don't necessarily have a budget, but I work with them because I love to see their progress. And they came into this whole video thing with so much hesitation. They're like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't want to. So what we did is I just had them pick up their smartphone. (laughs) I just had them pick it up because I know they have it. And turn the camera on them, which to be honest, they'd never done before. Crazy. Maybe they've done a selfie before, but they I had them turn the camera on themselves and press record to shoot a video and just start by saying their name and what it is they do, who they help, and the transformation they present for their clients. That was it. And over time, I would have them do these videos on Facebook or on Instagram, mostly on Facebook, and I would have them do them in groups that they're in. And then now they're doing group calls where video is part of the deal. So maybe like a Zoom call with their clients. And so just doing video more and more helps you become more comfortable. So it's not scary as much. Um, I think, and by the way, nerves, I think are good. Like nerves are completely fine. I get nervous still. And I think being nervous is fine, but anxiety is the problem. So nervousness is fine. Anxiety that keeps you from going forward is a problem. So the more you do it, the more you'll be less anxious. You can still be nervous, but if the anxiety stops you, then keep doing the video. Keep doing it where the stakes are low. That's all. That's all what I suggest day in and day out. Yeah. So, so Cheryl, besides... Um, and this is all really, really good, by the way. And, and I've been like taking notes furiously and I'll go back and listen to the recording of that one answer. I'm going to stop it right now because I don't want this recorded anywhere. Oh, no. But um, aside from th- their website, like again, just clean, simple website, communicates authority, um, video. Is there anything else that if you're like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to be a good guess. Like, are there any other things that you look for um, to try and gauge that? Like, and, and specifically, I'd say, like, how can somebody communicate their industry authority in an effective way today? 
Right. You know, I think this this might seem counterintuitive, but it is the truth is I think it's someone who is a genuine person, like a kind and genuine person. Uh, someone, if you're going to reach out to me, like someone who knows what I do, like someone who knows the shows that I host, that understands the kind of guests I'm looking for to begin with, because they have heard shows in the past. And I get pitched a lot, by the way, like I get pitched every day, like still every day, I host a business show locally in my community. And I still get pitched every day, I got pitched a lot more before when I was on every single day. But it is amazing to me how many people will pitch and they they don't know who you are, they don't know what you do, and they just are pitching randomly and blindly. So I think that is that may be the most important thing. I you know, I think you know, we're people. Like we're all human and I will forgive a lot, but if you, you know, if you're just pitching blindly, I can tell. So even if you just are, "Hi, I, you know, I would love to be on your show and I just I don't know what to do in order to get there." I'm more likely to respond to that than, hi, my name is Sally, and um, I think you need to feature me because I'm great. Like, there's a difference in those two tones, and I can tell the difference. We all can. Mm. You know, I've got a little, boy, do I have a lot of thoughts on this, and I'm going to be doing a lot of work in this field because I I firmly believe that, and one of our core values for up my influence is human connection where we harness the power of relationships to create sustainable collaboration. So when I started with Fox 35, it was all about investing in the relationship and bringing them value even to the point where like look, I don't care if I get like one and this is actually something I want to ask you about, but um my philosophy was for my first few media placements, I'm going to play it really, really cool mm-hmm. on self-promotion. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I am there to serve that audience and I'm there to make this program go very, very well and you know, just really invest in the relationship and just give it my all. And And I think that there's, and I'm sure you've had guests that have been like really over the top self-promotional yeah. and that's got to feel icky from your side of the, uh, the, the interview table, right? Yeah. I think if you are a business who is, that is pitching a product or a service, and I mean, of course you're a business owner. And so now I'm on the other side, but I, I sort of straddle it because I do both that I think you need to be aware of how that is handled on the show that you're on. And the only way you know is, I think, by asking, unless you see very clearly it written out somewhere. uh, There are some shows where it's perfectly fine for you to do that. But there are some where it is not. So, for example, like on a morning show, the answer is probably no, because it's within a newscast. The chances of you being able to pitch your product or service is, uh, in in my mind, probably at zero. So, you have to know ahead of time what it is you would be allowed to pitch and say, but it just it it just starts with having that conversation with the producer, or the anchor, or the reporter beforehand, so that you will be invited back or that there is a chance. And you know, you might be able to pitch a free free product, a, a free something, like a free mm-hmm. download. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I would even run that by somebody before you did that. 
in order to, as you said, said to preserve that relationship, because it's more important that you get invited back and get that name recognition over a longer period of time than for the producer to be like, that was uncomfortable. We're not doing that again. I always joke about the author that, you know, he's plugging his book and he's like, well, on page 37 of my new book, you too can be a winner. You know, it's like yeah. I explained the secrets and I'm not going to explain <laughs> it here. I, I just right. like, Ooh, don't Ooh. do that, please. Oh, I've not ever had that happen to me, which I'm thankful for. But yeah. boy, that would be uncomfortable. Like that would be really awkward. <laughs> Yeah. And another analogy that I give is, is like, imagine that you're on a Broadway performance. And this is, I think, the, the, the key to a good mindset. And Cheryl, I know mm-hmm. you got to go. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I hear them um, firing up the, the chopper up there. You, you've only got about a minute left before I know you, you've got an extremely busy schedule. Thank you so much for flying in here. Um, but I, I wanted to share this last analogy with you, get your point, uh, viewpoint on it. But um, about, about just kind of what the mindset should be when you have the opportunity to serve in front of an audience. And that is um, you're on Broadway and you normally perform for ticket holders, but Mm -hmm. good morning America calls you and says, Hey, we'd love for you to perform on the good morning America show. You know, what should your mindset be? Should it be, well, wait a minute. This is just a TV audience. They did not buy a ticket. They did not pay money to access my stuff. So mm, I'm not going to give my best content to this audience. Mm. What do you think about that? Uh, Well, you just said it, Josh. I mean, it's to serve. And I think someone, let's say you had the opportunity to dance or, you know, be that star that would have the opportunity to play in front of um, a national audience audience. Yeah, you have to do it. And you have to go in it with the attitude of giving your best stuff and and serving how you can because they have a lot, they likely have a lot, a bigger audience, a lot bigger audience than you do. And so you'll be Mm. introduced to a lot more people who might then want to see your next shows, your next performances, maybe the next performance, the next play you're doing. Or whatever, whatever it is you offer, but it has to start with that um, that connection. It has to start mm-hmm. there, and with you giving your best stuff, you're leaving it out on the table, and and everyone knows what you're about. Mm. I love it. I love it. Hey, Cheryl, thank you so much. I know you got a jet. Thank you yep. so much for coming thank down to you. Orlando. And uh, I know you have a busy, busy, busy schedule ahead. You're doing amazing stuff. <laughs> well, let's let's head over and uh, get you up the elevator okay. and. Um... Okay, guys, that's all I got this time around. I'm only sending more out to you guys on the internet as I can get it, as, I, as Josh does more interviews. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast and, and don't tell Josh what I'm doing. If you know Josh, don't tell Josh. Don't rat me out, okay? Um, but, uh, but in the meanwhile, if you want to spy on Josh too, he's got a website, upmyinfluence.com. And, and you can you can spy on him there too because because he's posting these things for real you, you guys are getting like weeks before him so so again don't tell Josh pot hacker out <laughs>